Welcome back, nieces and nephews to GWAP, which stands for Just Everything with Auntie Pookie Podcast. I'm your host, Sydney, or as many know me as Auntie Pookie. I just want to do a quick shout out to everyone who continues to listen to my podcast and has supported me since day one. Now, if this is your first time tuning in, this podcast is just a little bit of everything. Marketing, conversations, just things that I talk about and discuss that people ask me and want my opinion on. Life's challenges, experiences, really anything. Now, on today's segment, it's called Ask Auntie Pookie Anything. And really what you can do is ask me any questions, send me a text, and I will respond to whatever you ask me, regardless of what it is. I'm down to answer anything. Now, this particular question probably has come from someone that I worked with in the previous years, or I don't know, they're just curious, and they know me pretty well to ask this question. So this question is, give or can you give information, experiences, and stories about working as a correction officer? Now this, this is pretty interesting because I have so many stories to tell and I'm also going to be writing a book on being a correction officer in Kids in the System. And it's going to come out soon. Just, Lord, writing is a lot. But anywho, where do I start? Um, I first worked in a kid's mental health facility, which was definitely a crazy, challenging experience. Now, any names I say on here or anything is completely changed. So you would never know who the person is. But if you're a person that this applies to and you're listening, well, it is what it is. So yeah, I worked in a mental health facility and from the start, I liked it because it was like three tens or something or four tens and I got to live my life. At first, the kids were pretty curious to know who I was and ask questions and they weren't really, I'm going to say like the first week, they weren't really as bad, but it was pretty intense, like I'm going to say around week two or week three. Now, these stories really aren't any in, in any particular order. It's just things I remember like from working there. So the staff was cool, but it was like real clicky. You know, there was people who were going out partying and doing all this stuff and they would talk about you behind your bag and blah, blah, blah. You know, all that drama filled nonsense that people do. But I didn't really click up with anyone because that's just not my forte. Like, I'll hang out with people if I think your vibe is dope. And if I don't think you're dope, then I ain't hanging out with you. And also, side note, if you hear some snoring, it's literally my little dog. She snores like an old man and like she's had a long day at work. It's crazy. So, yeah, um, some of the vibes were cool. Some of them were not. Some of them, there was definitely a difference between the night shift and the day shift. The day shift was, you know, chipper, but more a little disrespectful I believe to the kids and I was on the night shift and it was cool like we did groups we had I don't remember if we had dinner or not but I remember we had rec time and then the kids would go to sleep around a particular time and we would just have to monitor the halls so now I've been working with kids since I was about 14 years old so way over 25 years um well actually I'll say not 25 years probably 20 years And I love it. I love working with kids. I've worked with kids in the system, kids that are doing well in life, and kids that are just regular schmegler kids. 
Um, so I've always had a passion for working with kids and anyone who knows me knows I love working with kids. So yeah, the, the dynamic of the days were pretty different and pretty off. Also, I want to point out, I'm going to be answering questions as I'm doing this because the person is still messaging me and actually tuned in and they didn't want to talk on here, which is perfectly fine. So anywho, um, yeah, so the dynamic, like I said, was pretty cool. Um, I remember, <laughs> I believe it was a probably a weekend or something. And one of the kids was just really trying to taunt me. The thing for me is like, I always, I'm not gonna say always, I have learned now that I've grown up and matured, but for a while I always like wondered why people did what they did, right? And one of my favorite teachers in college, her name was Dr. Allison Cotton. She she is one of the best teachers I ever had with my criminal justice career. And she said, if you always wonder why people do what they do, you know what I'm saying, it's going to stress you out. And so being young and naive to certain things like in life, I didn't quite understand a lot of the stuff that was going on and why I was going on at the first job I worked at, like the mental health job. So, you know, it took me a while to really adapt to the craziness that happened a couple nights. So I remember it was rec time, like I said, and this kid was just taunting me, bothering me, asking me questions. And I didn't mind asking the questions because kids do that. But I was able to read his chart eventually, which I will not disclose any information per HIPAA. But the kid just kept taunting me doing God knows what, like anything you could think of to try to piss someone off. He was trying to do to me that day. And he grabbed my lanyard and broke it in half. And he was like, that's why I broke it in half. And you dusty bitch or something he said <laughs> this is the problem with me like when people call me particular names I laugh it off um and now at the age I am like I really don't care what people say about me because I moved past those traumatic words okay <sighs> but it was just crazy and then like no later than 20 minutes later like he flipped and apologized and so I I really didn't like I was mad but I was just like this is stupid like I literally bought this at Walmart I think for like five dollars so I can just get another one but this kid always taunted people like it was just so crazy and then he finally just just stopped one day it, it was just weird he just stopped and it was good because it's like okay this is annoying but then you realize you meet his parents and you're like, oh, 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 oh. So this is why you're doing particular things for attention, you know, this, that, and the third. So eventually I was just like, okay, these kids do certain things for attention. And as the years have gone by to where I am now, my age, a lot of people do it for, do things for attention, even in their growing up days. So one of the worst times at the facility was this one little boy who was pissed. Like, I mean, raging, turned red, pissed because it was time to go to bed and we were done watching movies. So the kids get like individual nighttime recap where they get to take showers and they all have their own individual rooms and sometimes they have a roommate. But he was livid. So he was throwing stuff in the day room, like just throwing 
things going crazy, trying to punch people, all this kind of stuff. So he he's probably, shoot, probably the size of like a seven-year-old. He's not really that big, to be honest. But he was strong, okay? Like, let me tell y'all, some of these kids, you'd be like, did you take steroids today? Because, Lord, they're, they're really freaking strong and terrible. It's wild. Um, So he was throwing stuff, all this stuff. I was working with this other lady, and... Um, she was really cool. She she was working in the industry of mental health for shoot like thirty five years. Like she's been in it. Um, but particularly that day, she didn't like necessarily have my back to the fullest. So this kid, he got crazy. We had to restrain him. He ended up biting me. Okay, he bit me. He punched me in the face. And let me, and this is crazy because like through this whole like time restraining him and stuff our main goal is to not hurt the kid to the point of like breaking an arm or killing a kid because that has happened at the next facility I'll talk about that I worked at um not with me though but he punched me in the face and all of a sudden and the lady I was working with she just was freaking out she didn't put a hold on him and we're supposed to work as a team and I literally could have took him myself but they want you to do it in pairs just in case something like how I got punched in the face happened. Now, mind you, he punched me in the face. I'm still restraining him. I am I got him in a hold. She gets up because I got him pretty tight like he can't move. And we ended up having to put him in a padded room. And it was crazy. Like he um he was still trying to attack me. I had him like in a good hold, too. But his legs were kind of loose. But I was like swinging him like a little baby. I was like swinging his swinging his legs between my like my legs were kind of spread out and I was swinging him in between my legs and he kicked me in my shins and I was like I was like you can kick me out you want bro like I got some strong shins and that's some legitimately real stuff so he's going crazy going crazy going crazy and I hate to rest- like I get I get like <laughs> I'd be sad when we had to put our dog in the kennel like I'd be like honey I don't want to and he's like she has to learn she needs to learn <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> I'm like, but she's a baby, you know, but she bad sometimes. She bad. Um, but she's adorable. So, but anyways, I hated having to put him in that padded room because there's such a long process we have to go through, like calling the deans and calling this person and that person and blah, blah, blah. So we end up having a call and he's not supposed to be in there longer than like, I think 30 minutes. But for the first like 15 minutes, he was kicking stuff banging his head on the wall like he was going crazy and I was just telling him like I was like you know if you hurt yourself like you're gonna have to go somewhere worse than this and and he, you know and he was just cussing me out he had I think he was like nine or ten I, I think and I was just like you can cuss all you want like it's all good like I'm like let's just get through this what's going on like why are you so angry like you know I tried to talk to him and process stuff eventually he got tired out and he sat on one of the mattresses in there and I came in there and I was like, are you good or do we need to fight again? <laughs> like, it's funny, too, because like not funny, obviously, that he was in there. But like sometimes I've learned just when you work in corrections or anything. You sometimes have to bring jokes in it because not only do the kids understand that you're not playing with them, but they do understand that you you are going to treat them like a kid and you're not going to 
treat them like they're a terrible person because they're locked up. So, um, you know, so when I walked in there, he was like, no, I think I'm good, miss. I'm good. And I said, well, what's going on with you? You know, why? Why is this happening? You know, and he's like, well, I have TBI. And I said, okay, you know, that's traumatic brain injury. And he's just like, I have multiple personalities. Like, it happens. And it was almost like he has a mature personality in him and then a childlike personality in him. And he explained everything. Again, I won't go into too much detail. Um, but he explained everything and he just said, you know, I've, tr- I've tried to... Um, it's just crazy thinking about that moment. I'm, I'm just picturing everything that happened that day. But anyways, he's like, yeah, I tried to stab my, my stepmom while she was pregnant because, you know, my mom didn't love me. So I don't know if she's going to love me when the new baby comes. And I was like flabbergasted. <laughs> That's been my word for 2023. <laughs> I've been, I was flabbergasted um, because you wouldn't have thought like he was going to say all that. I thought he was just going to be like, I'm so pissed off, miss. And da, da, da. But no, he was literally like, I have traumatic brain injury, so his story, let's see how I can change this. Hmm. In a sense, his birth mother was crazy. That's the best way I can put it. And now he has traumatic brain injury, so you can create that narrative for yourself. But it's just crazy that he remembers it like it was yesterday, you know, and I, I swear he was really, really young. He had, He was under 10 or he was 10. So... You know, that to me was just like, wow. You know, so he he definitely has gone through some stuff. And then the crazy craziest thing, right? So we had to call his parents and all that, let them know what we did and all this. So the next morning, no, he gets out the next day. Cause what what really bothers me, well, one thing before I get into that, in the facility you only get the mental health facility, you're there for about three days. So you could you're on a psych hold and all that stuff. Um, and I really couldn't stand that because I feel like if someone's having a mental crisis, they need more help than anything, like to get them on medication, to help them learn skills, to cope with whatever's going on, to let them know that they're not a terrible person, that they have these personalities. It's like working with a kid over and over again. And I feel like we don't have facilities that will house you for seven to eight years unless you go to prison. So, or jail, you know, so it's like, the, f- the way the system is set up for people with mental health is trash. It's straight trash. So um, the, the very, yeah, he got out a couple of days later or the next day, I can't remember. He comes back. And let me tell y'all, if y'all have seen scary movies or any kind of case of the first 48, whatever, on Oxygen, um, or Investigation Discovery, uh, my, sh- my channel. Um, the evil that people give in their eyes when they know they're bad is crazy to me. Like, so wrenching. Um, I saw him sitting in the intake office and he was looking at me with those, with the most, I'm not telling you, it looks like I probably would have dropped dead right there. So I come out. And I said, hey, uh, you're back. And he's like, I'm back. I know you missed me, but don't worry. This time I won't bite you. And I was like, okay, cool. I said, well, I know how to bite too. 
you know, and my teeth are a little stronger because I'm an adult. And he looked at me with and like that evil look went away so quick because he was like, oh, shit, like what? <laughs> like, obviously, I wasn't going to bite him, but it's like, bruh, if it came down to it, your girl is, is going to get you back. But yeah, like that was crazy. Um, hold on, I'm reading her question. Did I have to get a tetanus shot after that happened? Yeah. So after I got into the altercation with him and I got bit and everything, I had to go to the hospital and do a whole report. Um, I had to get a tetanus shot. Um, I was off for like a week so I could mentally recover. It was crazy because I wasn't like necessarily traumatized, but I was just like, dang, I just really got, you know, punched in the face and bit by a kid. I had a bite mark on my arm for a couple of days. He didn't break skin, but it was it was hard enough and deep enough for it to leave a mark for a while. But I was just in shock. Like, I ain't never had issues with these kids. And then this happens, you know, and a part of me was like, not I wasn't glad that it happened, but I was glad that I went through it to a point because now I know like it's a it's a lesson learned. You know what to do in the next situation. So um yeah, I had to get a tetanus shot. I had to do a police report, all this stuff. And I hated it for a point because we had to put it in his records and but I know the severity of the safety. Like you have to put it in their records so that people know like, hey, this kid could be hostile. Just be careful. If something happens, he's a biter, he's a this or that. So that part was was good to go. But yeah, I had to get a tetanus shot and it hurt like hell. And it was it was pretty crazy. She said here, what is the worst thing that you feel about that job? Um, the worst thing is just working nights. Like to me, I, I honestly need a job with adventure. Like if I can do something different every day, that's fulfilling to me because it's a mystery. You never know what's going to happen today. So at times it's like it's cool because it's a mystery and it's ready to go and you're good. But then there's some days where you're just like, oh, please don't let nothing happen, you know, um, especially at nighttime, because I think that it's just a little more wild at night. It, it just is like kids don't want to go to sleep. They want to just do stuff as dark in the hallway so they can run to each other's rooms. They can smack each other up. They can grope each other. You know, it's it's the night shift is stressful. She said, do I regret anything at the job? Um, I don't necessarily regret anything. I really, I'm glad I got the experience of the job and I'm glad I left when I did because it wasn't, mm, it wasn't fulfilling my gift, I feel like, because I don't feel like there's a deterrent of again like I said before a person who's going through a mental health crisis and they're there for three days do I have any more memorable times working there yes I do have one that was wild so I don't know what was going on in the air but I was on the boys pod and I cracked myself up because I'm like I'm having a son and I know they're gonna be funky and musty I just I just know sometimes they just boys will be boys <laughs> but it's <laughs> So I was on the boys pod this day and I don't know what was in the air, but all the kids were screaming, throwing stuff. And mind you, I get like I'm in a mental health facility and, and I get it. Things are going to happen. People are triggered and all that stuff. But it was buck wild. And that day I learned like I wanted to do something else that's really going to help kids. Reason being this poor boy. He he's triggered by really loud sounds because his stepfather used to cuss him out and yell at him. 
and smack him around and he would end up using the restroom on himself so this little boy was triggered so badly he ended up urinating on himself literally in like the hallway in front of his door we had to switch him rooms i had to monitor him taking a shower i mean it was horrible and the reason why i started is because um there's a one kid that his parent was like oh yeah i'm gonna drop you here for the weekend this actually happened to about two or three kids and he was there for two years his mom disappeared like she's not missing she literally just up and left him and disappeared and so there's like a whole thing on her like you know because child abandonment and all this stuff but he started it he was pissed because another kid was like that's why i'm leaving you know and he's like he started going in and it just was so sad because it's like he felt so abandoned you know and then the other kid started it and it was just a mess so that night was so buck wild like i almost had to restrain the kid that peed on himself and then um I mean, there was a lot of things going on that day. Kids were almost throwing feces. Like, it was just it was just bad. And that, for me, was like, okay, we need to do something about this. And I searched for other jobs because I'm like, this poor little kid who's peeing on himself is going to literally go back to that stepfather in three days. Or if they abandon him, he's going to be here for a while, you know, but are we really going to help him? I feel like the programs they had, like they had like day programs and all you did was talk about your feelings and all that. It's like some kids don't want to talk about that. To be completely honest, I feel like this. If there's a kid who's super angry and needs to get their rage out, me and my one of my girls went th- went to this spot months back. It's called the Smash Room. So basically you take glass, plates, whatever chairs hell we we broke a keurig machine a cd player like all kinds of stuff and you literally just break stuff and you get your aggression out and you literally release all that that pain and stuff and um it literally is so mentally helpful that it's just it was just something that's so therapeutic and i think that some kids that are really need to just get their aggression out could have a safe space to go to this room and just throw stuff and then be able to go there and keep going there when they need to just release you know and then that could help them not be so angry or not help them even be violent in the streets um but yeah so it just it sucked because i was like i don't again i don't feel like we're doing anything for these kids it's only three days they're here um unless they're abandoned and some people really don't care about their job they just want to be there to get paid and mind you i wasn't getting paid that much so that definitely was an eye-opener for me to just do my own thing and go somewhere else um the question is about how long did i stay at that job um i think like six or seven months i believe and then i found another job which was at a kid's prison slash supposedly a rehabilitation location um and that was an adventure question here is what do i like about what did i like about the new facility compared to the old one i worked at well 
the new facility was pretty much a kid's jail. Like you stayed there, you uh, ate there, you didn't go home unless you had um, home passes, which means you've been a really good person there or student or they call them athletes. Um, you're a good athlete there and you got to go home on the weekends, but you had to come back to the facility. Um, I really appreciated that because the kids were still able to live a life even though they were locked down. Um, and they were there for a while. So they had programs, they had social workers. Um, the other facility had social workers, but I never really saw them. Um, there were social workers that worked on campus. They had school. Um, they could perform um, or be a part of extracurricular activities like basketball, football, track, all of that. And they got to compete with other schools. So they still were a, they were technically a school. Um, but pretty much, I, I'm the best say, option I would say was like a boarding school. But um, it, yeah, it was better, but a little, a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. The question here is, what is my, what was my first thought working at the new facility I was at? Um, my first thought, I really was excited. Like I was so excited to work there. I was like, heck yeah, I'm about to make a difference. It's about to be lit. Like the structure here seems great. The kids get to do stuff. Um, they're in programs, they're in this and that and that. And so I, I really started to enjoy it, you know, and the shifts weren't bad, but they were like 12 hour shifts. So that was like a butt kicker, but it was like, I was like, there's 7 a.m. to about 12. Well, actually, no, about 10. So it was a little longer than 12 hours. Like, I was there all the time, all day. The cool thing was, too, like, that I liked is, one, I didn't have to ever cook food at home because I ate three times a day at this place, and then I took food home. And then um, if I didn't want to go home because I was too tired, they had a... um they called us coaches. They had a we had the ability to spend the night there in our own dorm so that we would be able to um you know just be to work on time or whatever. I stayed there a couple times cuz it worked out really well. I um cuz I didn't want to drive after long hours especially if the day was long and it was just it was just a hot mess. So I definitely enjoyed this facility more and I really thought highly of it when I started. So what are some unforgettable moments that happened at the facility that were positive? Um, the positive ones I could say is when the students, I was, well, the first pod I was on was really dope and it was structured very well. The kids were a little younger, so it was a little easier to manage. And the person I worked with was a freaking amazing. He was the goat of that facility um, in a lot of aspects, there was a lot of good people there that worked there and he trained me and everything. And it, it was pretty fun. Like the kids had a schedule, they were structured, they would clean the pod, they would do all these things. And we all got really tight. Like the kids knew I wasn't playing. Like the first day, the first couple of days I worked there, they were like, um, can I get on Facebook on your phone? I said, no. And one of the kids go, he goes, oh, you nice, but you ain't that nice. I said, get it right. You know, and it was cool. Like the kids knew that I was I was going to follow the rules. But they also knew that uh, 
we could joke around and be cool, but we ain't about to act a fool. Okay? Like, they knew. So, I remember one day, um, one of the kids, he oh, he was so good. He was always a really good kid. And he, he was funny. He was always, like, trying to tell me stuff on this lake. Like, all right, miss, you know, like, he'll say, he'll just say suggestions of things because I was new. And I was... And I was not really technically listening to him because he's an inmate. You know, he's he literally they they be trying to manipulate people. And he one day just stormed off the pod. And I was like, everybody stay here. I'm going to go after him. I go after him and he's just storming, walking, crying. And I I literally snatched him up like he he my child because I did treat them like they was my kids. Um. Snatched him up real quick. I said, um, I said, what's wrong with you? You don't never act like this. You are tripping. Like, what is going on? You need to talk. Slow down. Stop. I was like going, not necessarily going to enter him, but I wanted him to stop because I'm like, what is freaking wrong? Like, let's talk about this. Long story short, the system be trying to screw people, man. And that's, and this is what kills me. And the reason why I know he was telling the truth because it has happened. And I've, I've seen how terrible this system is, man. So he was taking, he got like new meds or something and it tested positive for something that shouldn't be in his system. Mind you, this kid has, he does, um, <coughs> excuse me, he does UAs all the time. So he was, he was clean. Like we knew he wasn't lying. So the, the drug test tested him for something that we know dang well he ain't taking. So the, the judge was trying to change his sentence. And he's like, nah, man, like, I'm trying to go home. Like, I done learned my lesson. I done been here for like two years, you know, blah, blah, blah. Man, by the grace of God, he had the opportunity to go home, you know. And I'm happy because I was pissed because I'm like, y'all ain't about to ruin this kid's moment of him being good. He didn't have no disciplinary actions. He's had like a few like reprimands, like, oh, student was talking and all the other stuff in school or whatever. But it was like he was such a good kid and for them to just try to play him I was pissed I was like have you talked I was like have you talked to so-and-so have you done this have you done that have you done this and he's like nah miss like I tried and I'm like nah I'm like nah you gotta do this we got like we gonna I was like you you deserve to be out like you've been doing so good and I was encouraging him and he when he got out he hasn't been in trouble since that I have I haven't heard nothing about him being in trouble um so that was like really amazing because I'm like it, it's just it's hard like being locked up, number one, and then you're trying to get out and something like this happens. Just like just like in a bigger prison, if a, if a person knows you're getting out and they're pissed, they might try to ruin your chances of getting out. So it's like you always got to make sure you're on your P's and Q's. Um, let's see, another moment. One of these kids, super dope kid, he, he tried to be cool. You know how kids be trying to be cool and they ain't really that cool, but they try. He was always trying to be like this. I, and it's crazy I don't remember a lot of the kids names now because it's been so long but I remember like their faces and um but he he was like a really nice kid he he was he tried to be smooth like but it, he he wasn't it was it was funny but he's cool anyways <laughs> so he um sadly his grandma passed while he was locked up and he tried to see if he can go to her funeral and at first they wouldn't let him like they were like nah you ain't going nowhere. You ain't doing this. I felt so terrible for him because I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, and it sucks because if you think about it, like, um, well, like 
if you're in, incarcerated or something for a long time, you're going to miss out on so much stuff. And he was devastated because his grandma was one of the people that actually cared about him and his family because, you know, he was abandoned as a kid, you know, and he has so much going on. So, you know, his, they were, they were, it was bad. So the way, the way he found out he, they're allowed to have phone calls, you know, whenever they need to, if emergencies, we get him a phone call immediately. But his grandma passed and he was just crying, like crying. And I felt, I felt so terrible because, you know, we're not allowed to touch the students or nothing. But you know what? I gave him a hug. I said, here, I was rubbing his back. I was like, I was like, can I rub your back? And I was like, do, would you like a hug? That's what I said to him. I was like, would you like a hug? Because I got, man, I got some stories to tell y'all about people and hugging at this facility. Uh Um, uh, Cardi B, I love your ad libs, by the way. Hallelujah. Anyways, um, he's like, yeah, Miss Sydney, like, I just need a hug. Like, you know, I'm, I'm just, they won't let me go to her funeral, nothing. So I, again, I was like, how can we get you to go? Like, what can we do to get this kid to his grandma's funeral? They let him go, but he had to come right back to the facility, which is fine. Um, and that's another reason why I like the facility because they let the kids do stuff and they had the ability to not get necessarily get around the system, but they had the ability to um, have the opportunity to do things still with their family. So, so yeah, he um, he got to go to her funeral and he came back and he was super depressed, you know, and and then he started acting a little buck wild. So he eventually got in trouble, you know, and it is what it is. Like, I get it. You know, he's emotional and he has no way to direct his pain like he's locked up he can't spend time with his family he has to spend time with other stinky dudes you know in the facility and uh you know it it, it was just it was sad um and it was just terrible because I just it, it just broke my heart that he had to go through that but you know I mean if you do the time you gotta do the crime now my favorite one of my favorite moments is when <laughs> I laugh about it now. Like I said, I'd be remembering stuff and I could just picture it. Um, one of the kids was acting buck wild. Like, I think he was fighting another kid or something. And I, I got in on it and I was restrained, help restraining. And I had just came from like their graduation or something because they get to graduate and all that. Like in high school, they get a diploma and all that. So this kid, man, I restrained him. I had his legs. The other guy had his, his top, like the torso and chest and stuff. And, um... I was like, and another guy, he was like, let me switch with you. Cause you know, I'm this, I'm not little, but I'm, you know, a smaller person. And so he got in, he switched places and they got the kids. So then the kid was like, I'm calm, I'm calm. And I'm trying to tell the other officers like, he's calm. Then this one dude who I'm going to talk about because yeah, that's something else. But you know, I, um, you know, he, he switched me to spots anyways, but the other dude was like, you need to go to your pod and worry about your other kid. I said, oh, okay, cool. Uh-huh. We're going to do this. Uh-huh. So anyways, like I said, that's we're going to talk about him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Some of these people, man. But anyways, so we, um, we, I eventually go back to my pod or whatever. And the next day, so funny, the kids walk up to me. Hey, miss. I heard you a little savage <laughs> and I said what are you talking about 
He said, yeah, so-and-so said that he restrained him and you are strong as hell. And I was in tears. I was like, I was like, I told y'all I ain't playing. Like, I was like, I may be a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs some days, but I will get y'all. And one of the kids was like, dang, Miss Tucker, like you wild. I said, eh. I said, look, I don't want to hurt y'all, but if I have to restrain you, it is what it is. You know, and I hated restraining kids because, again, that could be triggering. So, but you got to do what you got to do for your safety. So, um, you know, so it was crazy. So for a while, they were just like low-key calling me Debo because I was Debo and the kids and I was just cracking up. I'm like, I'm like, y'all are wild. But anyway, so, you know, those were some funny moments. Then there was this one kid who I always freaking got into a fight with and he would like, he would be so annoying and he would be like, I like fighting with you because you remind me of my sister. And I'm like, well, I ain't trying to fight with you. Like, this is getting on my nerves. Um, You know, he but he would always like fight with me. And he'd be like, miss, yo, miss, like, what's up, man? I'm like, what you want, fool? Like, and I, and the thing is, is like, I was always professional, but I would always talk to them like they're little homies because you got to give them respect just as much as they need to give you respect as a correction officer. Um, and again, they respected me and they knew I wasn't playing, but they knew I was cool. So, you know, um, but we'd always fight and he would come up to me and be like, you know, I'm just playing with you, miss, you know, it's just fun. Like, cause my sister ain't here. And I'm like, but we ain't doing that. I'm like, but you're getting on my nerves. I'm like, why you keep doing that? Like, and I was, and I would always say to them, you want me to kick you down the hill? <laughs> and they'd be like, they're like, ah, Miss Tucker, I, I'm, I ain't gonna roll. I said, well, you'll at least trip, you know? So I really like most days I enjoyed working there, but some days I wanted to choke them kids out because of their behaviors. But you know, I'm never violent to children. I just now understand why they do things the way they do. Um, the question is, what are some of the hardest moments that you had at the facility? Well, I'm gonna start with the beginning when I started working there. I, when I started working there, um, these two girls were really nice. I worked with, actually, all the people were pretty nice. Um, but eventually, I started catching on to stuff. So I got, I did like a tour. And all that stuff and got to meet some of the kids at the time. And then one of the officers was like, oh, yeah, you know, this my spy up here and like trying to flirt, you know, whatever. And I was at a relationship at the time, so I was not having it. Um, And, you know, they he had told me like, oh, yeah, like we before we were we had to spend the night up there every week like somebody had to rotate. And I was just like, okay, you know, he's like, you should come on Thursdays because it's popping on Thursdays. I was like, okay, like it's popping. Like, what do you mean? Like, you know, I was confused. But then I put two and two together. So then these two chicks who, long story short, started having sex with two kids. Uh Uh-huh. They in trouble. They already got in trouble. Any And side note, any information that I do say has already been thrown out there and, um, been out in the public so i'm not saying nothing that that i'm supposed to report as a mentor reporter let me just say that right now so um so they was telling me all the tea like it's it's crazy because i am a person that people tell their whole life story to and that's perfectly fine like i have that gift i'm very friendly and i won't say what you tell me if it's personal you know uh, because it's your business and you trusted me enough to say something unless i'm really worried about you then i might go to seek advice from someone else
but um so that being said these girls would tell me all the tea oh yeah girl so so-and-so slept with so-and-so and da -da -da. and i said oh really so all y'all hoeing oh, okay so then one of the dudes was like he was telling me he's like sydney like you're you're really pretty like just watch your back and i'm like well what, what's your mind watch my back like He's like, so there's a competition going around to see how many people can sleep with the newest employees. I said, oh, shit. Ugh. I said, well, I ain't here to make friends. I'm here to make bread. Okay. Two, two different things there, sugar tits. And um, they had that going on for a minute. Like, there's this one dude who I can't fucking stand. Excuse my language, but I can't stand his ass. And he and, and he know who he is, too. He's so full of himself because he's light-skinned and he has dreads. And he thinks he's the finest thing walking. But he probably got a small wee-wee. Okay. And um, he was just trash. He's He was super buff and all that. And all the girls were just drooling over his ass. And I couldn't stand him. Because, one, I'm not a person that's, like, all about looks, number one. Number two, like, it's about your vibe. Like, if you got a good vibe, you're great. You know, obviously, we all want people who are attractive to us, right? Like, I'm like, hell, I dated, I dated, I dated someone and all my friends clowned his ass. Okay. And it was life, but I really love that dude. So it is what it is, but it's like, everybody was drooling over him. And I was like, nah, like you ain't my cup of tea, bro. Like the way you walk and you think your shit don't stink. I can't stand people like that. So like all the girls that had sex with him, um, there was another guy with dreads who was super, super cool. And he was also a slick talker, but he wasn't my cup of tea either. Like, we were just homies. So, but he was, like, really super dope. But, like, people, they all was fornicating. And I'm like, uh-uh. And I found out even deeper because I had went to a barbecue. Like, I had quit. This is this is way, way beyond, like, all the stories I'm going to tell. But I had quit, and I went to this barbecue. And they were like, oh, Sin, you should have came out with us the other night because we was all at the bar making out. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Say what? You was, excuse me. Say what? Like, ain't nobody doing that. Ain't nobody... Coming back to work, knowing who slept with who, whose tongue is who, who tastes like uh, apple juice and who tastes like vinegar. I'm I'm good. Like, I don't need none of that shit. Like, you know, and mind you, I was still in a relationship. But it's like, regardless, and some of them were too. This is crazy. So, you know, I, I really enjoy the job. It's just like, there was just so much fuckery because that's the best word i can say right now that was going on in the facility that it made you hard to work there because you felt like no one had your back um so you know that that definitely was just it was just buck damn wild and sorry if i'm going way beyond these questions but i'm like there's so much stuff to talk about this facility like and it's crazy it's so freaking crazy like how much shit went down in that facility and Ugh, all the stuff I let me tell you, I got so much stuff to say Ugh, so much to say <laughs> all right um next question what was the hardest thing I ever had to do at the facility um hell there was a lot um <sighs> the hard one of the hardest was like I was on my pod when I first got there for a minute like and we had it down packed it was good to go whatever and then one of my guys who uh was super dope he came back to work at the facility and me and him were tight like we were like brother and sister like we were killing it doing so much they put us on one of the most ridiculous hardest damn pods you could ever be on that whole damn facility and let me tell you something these kids 
I come up with the clipboard because we had to have a clipboard with their names and mark who's there and all that. Because a lot of these damn kids would be running, okay? They would try to escape. Mind you, the facility is not, like, there's no fences, not closed down. It's literally like a big college campus. So, um, I pull up to the line and the kid's like, uh, Miss Tucker, what you doing here? I said, oh, I'm y'all's new, uh, you know, I'm y'all new coach on your pod. He was like, what? Oh, hell no. Like, he's going in saying every cuss word you can think of in the book, even words he done probably created himself in his brain. But he was so pissed that he had a temper tantrum. And he'd be walking around like his shit don't stand, like he the hottest kid on the block. He was so pissed that I was about to be on their facility or they their pod because he knows I don't play that shit. So he literally got the um I think I'm gonna say supervisor because I can't think of the name of his title right now, but they got the supervisor to switch him pods because he was crying like a damn girl. Like, so he started acting crazy. <laughs> it was funny because he was like, I ain't doing shit over here. I ain't listening to you. I said, that's fine. I'll take all your privileges away because if you want to play this game, I could do it. Like at the end of the day, in my brain, I'm like, nigga, I'm going home. Like you're going to be here. You're still got to share a room. You can't have a cell phone. Like in my mind, I'm like too bad for you, boo boo. But it's like when you go to bed, you're still here, my man. So they moved him pause. The next day, I um I get to work, and they're like, "Oh, Miss Tucker, like we need to talk to you." I said, "Okay, like let's talk." The kids in there, and he's like, "Oh, Miss Tucker, I just want to apologize because I was acting out of character, but I just didn't want to be on your pod because you're very strict, and I don't want, you know, I just don't want." I was like, "So technically, you just don't want to follow the rules all the way, and you rather be with someone who's just gonna sweet talk you." And be all goo gaga with your ass. That's those are my exact words. And I'm sitting in front of the supervisor because let me tell you something. I'm always gonna be my authentic self, but I'm gonna keep it real. And then he was like, I mean, yeah, Miss Tucker, but like don't you don't need to say <laughs> say it like that. I was weak. I was cracking up. I said, Boy, it's all good. I said, uh, it's all good. You can go where you think you can survive. Because don't don't let you come back to my pod. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was hilarious. So you know, he eventually um, went to the other pod and he was there and then he started acting stupid. So his consequence was moving back to my pod and it was hilarious. And the kids were like, you know, they were telling him like, yeah, Miss Tucker is strict, but we still get to do what we want because they do what they're supposed to. And I'm not saying get to do what they want. Like they're just running amok and acting buck wild because it is still a facility. They are able to listen to music, watch more movies. You know, they have more downtime, so they're not structured all the way. Um... And we get to do more outside activities, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, eventually he got it together. Um, but it was crazy because um, <laughs> another challenge, a big challenge there. The challenge was the kids didn't want to listen because they thought they were too hot to handle life and rules. Um, so they try to do what they want. And... That was very frustrating because of the fact that, like, I was strict. And the people who were on the pod before, this is crazy. Ding, ding, ding. Um, and this girl got in trouble as well. She got in hella trouble. Um, a few of them on that pod. It's crazy. So, she, uh, no, a lot of people didn't have my back except for my the guy that was on the pod with me um, a lot because 
we were following the rules and we weren't playing these games. But the girl that was on the pod beforehand, she um was having a fight club in the bathroom. Crazy shit. I I I'm trying not to cuss, but this it the words just go with the with the issue, okay? So she was having fight club. So basically one of the kids who was bigger than a lot of the kids would beat the hell out of the other kids for her pod to be to listen. So and it's it's crazy because one day when I toured the facility before I worked there because they wanted me to see it first and see if I really wanted to, she was sitting next to me. She's like, Oh yeah, my pod is the best pod in the whole campus. Like these kids listen to everything I say. Da da da. Like she was saying all this stuff. And I was like, Well, that's good. Like She's like, it's not really that hard. She's like, the most annoying part is probably the hours and the paperwork. She's like, but other than that, like, I kill it. Like, if you get on my pod, like, you're going to be good to go. I was like, cool. Like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, hopefully I get on her pod because then, you know, my days will be easier. <laughs> yeah, no. Her pod was the pod I ended up being on with all the older bad, badass kids who thought they shit didn't stink. But she literally, she got fired and then another guy got fired. And cr- this is crazy too. What was challenging as well is that the one of the guys that got fired was telling showing the kids my Facebook profile. Like, are you effing kidding me? And mind you, I did a um, photo shoot with just glitter. Nothing on. My One of my girlfriends, shout out to Jenna, she does amazing freaking photos. And we were doing pretty much like a body empowerment photo shoot. And one of those photos was on my Facebook because, you know, she posted her pictures. And I said she could, so no problem there. But it's like... They saw my profile. I'm like, uh, uh, excuse me, say what? And I found out because one of the girls who told me all the tea was like, oh, yeah, the kids saw your Facebook profile. That's why they like you. I'm like, excuse me, say what? Say what? They saw my what? So, yeah, it was like a challenge to be private because it's like you're working. First of all, it was an all male facility. And then you're working with males who are immature as hell, like the kids, like, I was like, you got to be kidding me. You're literally showing these kids my Facebook profile. Like, I had a lie for so long. They were like, how old are you, miss? I was like, 35. They're like, dang, you ain't no 35. You look damn good. I said, a skirt? Don't be talking about how I look. That's inappropriate. You know, it, it was bad and it sucked because it's like, you don't have no backup. So it was, it was just, it was tiring because it's like, man, like, what if something bad happens to me or something like, or the kids riot or some shit. What's what's going to happen to me if no one has my back because they would just want to look at my profile picture on Facebook and be disgusting, like an inappropriate, you know what I'm saying? So that was like a super challenge for me. And I never like like we got to wear uh, we had to wear uniforms, but it was like sweatpants and hoodies and stuff. And I always I I mean, I grew up wearing that because I didn't like people looking at my body. I hated that um because of my attractiveness and I just I feel like people look at me as a piece of me anyways and then working in a boys facility like nah like you know so that really pissed me off and then me ended up having to be on their pod was just very uncomfortable at some times but eventually the kids like got their shit together but yeah that was very challenging and then too like um this is crazy so this was challenging one of the girls on the facility who I can't stand and she was a damn crybaby. Every day she was crying, I can't do this job. And we we're like, leave, like, go to another place. Like, you're literally sitting here crying every day about this job, but you're still here, you know? And I'll never forget her name, but I won't say her name because <laughs> she might be listening. But girl, you was a crybaby. Sorry, to, sorry for you, but 
you you were a lot um you know and it was just bad come to find out this girl was on my facebook right talking about me zooming in on my picture because again i was all glitter no clothes she trying to tell people i think i see her nipple i was like wow like are we five mind you too i was actually one of the oldest people there and i was in my late 20s i believe um so I was one of the oldest people there. <laughs> like, I'm so old. I'm only 33. Lord. But yeah, I, I was one of the older people there. And literally, I everybody's like, oh, you. I never told anyone my age for a long time. Like, I never told them my age. Then they, they eventually, like, asked me what my age was. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm whatever I was. They're like, oh, my God, we swear you were, like, 21. They're like, oh, makes sense why you're so mature. I'm like, yeah. I, I'm, I mean, I have older siblings. Like, I'm mature because of them as well. You know? So that, that shit was lit. Like, it was crazy. So, you know, they would do that then. So I found out. Um, Oh, now this is a hard thing I had to deal with. So my pod was good. We were doing great. Everything was good. And we ended up getting a new girl on our on our pod. And she was cool. You know, whatever. No problem with her. Um, And... She was really good to train. Like, she she was pretty cool. Like, trained her no problem at all. So, we, I'm thinking, like, I don't know, a few, maybe, like, a couple of months after she was working there, we started finding contraband on our unit. Fake pee, pipes, kids was high, like, and I was, I was pissed because I'm like, hell no, nah, like, y'all ain't about to have this on my pod. Like, you're tripping. So we would be searching the pods and all this stuff, and it would be cool. Whatever we'd get, we'd get the stuff. People started calling me the bloodhound because I was finding shit everywhere. Mind you, I have not like tooted my horn about my degrees, but like I watch so much crime shit. Like I would know when a criminal is a criminal. Like you know, I just know shit. I pay attention to shit. I'm very observant to certain things. So it's like you know, I knew something wasn't right. So one day I go into one of the kids' rooms. And this mother effer got a damn cell phone. And I started going in. I was like, give me the damn phone. He's like, nah, I'm not giving you the phone. Give me the damn phone. I, was, I kept saying, so I had to call like a code, whatever, because the kid wasn't going to uh, give me his phone. And it was shower time. And my the person on my pod was a guy. So he, um, he was uh, running shower time and I was on the floor. So it was just two of us. We were so short staffed. It was freaking ridiculous. So, you know, I call the code or whatever for the person to come down. They finally got the cell phone. And then um, he, he, um, the kid, it was just crazy. Like he finally gave up the cell phone to one of the older staff or the male staff. And I'm like, and he is like, he was like, uh, I don't, I said, why didn't you give me the phone? He's like, well, Mr. I didn't want you to see what was on the phone. Um, you know, blah, blah, blah. I didn't want you to go through it. I was like, well, if if I had to have, it would have been what it is. Like, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. So at this point, I'm just pissed. I'm just like, you know, I'm sick of these kids getting this contraband. Like, what the hell is going on? So then we we started trailing shit. There's kids on Facebook and all this other stuff. They had a computer room and they could get on Facebook to a point. But they was on Facebook at the time and all the kids should have been in class at this time. But this kid literally stayed in the bed and we'd missed him in count i mean shit got crazy at times 
you know, and we missed him at account and he was on Facebook scrolling and talking to girls and we found him like he was hiding in one of the beds, you know, and it was crazy because um, this one correction officer, I wanted to rip his throat out. And as I'm saying this, my lips is squinch. You know, when you get in trouble and your mama's like, get your from you. Like, that's how I feel right now. He got on the the, the mic and was like, oh, t- Miss, uh, Miss Tucker, you, why don't you learn how to count or something? I got on there and I, I cussed him out on that radio. And people were like, dang. Like, you know, because for me, it's like them, them dudes, man, they never respected us. Especially, too, because, like, my pod started becoming, like, the, the cleanest we had the best scores of the week, like, because they got rated, like, during the day by colors or whatever. And so, like, he we he would, like, always hate on my squad. And all the kids couldn't stand him. So, that's why, um, that that's his fault. And I could not stand him. So, he was annoying, too. He was, like, an entitled dude who thought he was the SHIT. And he wasn't. He was, ugh, whatever. But, yeah, so... You know, he, there was that, I mean, I didn't, I didn't feel like people had my back because I wasn't having sex with them on the campus and it was just ridiculous. And then one day my keys like dropped out of my pocket and I like, I had to like search my kids and all this. Mind you, this dude had my keys the whole time. Uh, the correction officer who was talking shit to me on the radio. And, and one of the kids was like, oh, Miss Tucker, this mother ever has your keys. And I, and I'm sitting there and I grabbed my kids like, and I was like, why the hell didn't you say something? Like, I'm over here get, telling my kids they're about to lose all their stuff because you, you want to freaking take my key. Like, I was ready to go to jail at some times because I was ready to slap the hell out of some of them correction officers because I'm like, y'all over here being petty as hell. And he didn't like me, so he would do petty stuff like that. Couldn't stand that, dude. So, um, so yeah, eventually, again, you know, that was crazy. And then, <laughs> this is the kicker, like, so more contraband got on my pod don't know how it was crazy so one day i pick up one of the kids from work because they had the ability to work close to the facility because if they had a pass or whatever and these kids some of these kids were hella good and um i picked up one of the kids and he low-key kind of slipped up and was like yeah miss Tucker, you you trying to get this contraband you're trying to do good but there's people who ain't trying to do good like you and i'm like what you mean and he was like, I really don't want to say, but yeah, there's some shit going on and whatever. And I was like, what? What do you mean shit's going on? He's like, there's a lot of shit at, on this campus that people don't talk about, you know, and, and he didn't tell me no details, right? Nothing. He just was bullshitting saying, oh, there's a lot of shit going on. This, 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 that, this, 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 I said, okay. Never told me, never said a word. So I'm like, all right, what's really going on here? So, finally, I get the tea from one of the officers. I think I was on vacation at the time. Or I, or I had quit. I can't remember. Um, These fools. So, the girl who was on my pod, the new one, was bringing in the kids' contraband. The reason why I found out, or how I found out, because I didn't see her for a while. That's what it was. I didn't see her for a while. And I'm like, is this girl on vacation? Like, you know, because I I did I do remember I was on vacation. I came back and she was gone. She was under investigation. And I was like, what the hell's going on? So then I found out like, you know, 
this was a little bit after I quit. Probably like two months later. I was still getting the tea. Like I was still cool with people um, at the facility. So I was still getting the tea. And it was kind of fun hearing the tea every now and then. Um, but this girl, going into my question of this just being challenging. This girl was helping one of the kids who I took the phone from get a phone. And she and this was all over the news too. She done went to court and now she's a sex offender. Like this is real legit stuff. I don't remember her name. Because I would tell y'all, but I really don't. She was having sex with this boy. And she kept telling me when I was training her, oh, girl, I'm a lesbian. I don't even I don't even uh, like little boys. I said, let me say something. These little boys will try and try and try to get you to do so. I said, if you do something one time, they're going to know they got you, especially if they butter you up or something. And I, t- I kept telling her, she's like, nah, girl, I'm good. Like, nah, I don't, I don't even like boys. And I said, okay, whatever. <laughs> Little did she know. One thing, too, correctional facilities, y'all need to at least hire people that is 25 and older because this girl was 22, okay? And um, the boy that was at the facility that she got out with was 21. So so she was having sex with him. She helped him escape. Then her and her girlfriend were harboring him. And then also, he was the day I caught him on the phone, she and her girlfriend was having sex on the phone while he was watching at the facility. Like, what? Yeah, so all that contraband I kept finding was because of her. Like, I was so pissed. I was like, how this heifer gonna walk around with me, find contraband, and then freaking do stuff? So I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, you have got to freaking be kidding me. You know, so that was a whole situation. Like, that was crazy. Like, so she ended up becoming a sex offender. She got fired. Um, it, it was it was crazy. Like, and like probably months, like probably about a few months later, I ended up doing Lyft and I was a Lyft driver and I picked up one of the kids, right? And I was chatting it up, super cool kid. And I said, oh, you know, how you doing? Because he's, he's a very um, talented kid. Um he did art so freaking well and I wanted to him to drop a tattoo for me but I ended up quitting my job because of the fact uh, or before the fact so he didn't get to draw for me but anyways we were chatting he's like oh shoot miss tell you like what you been doing you know da, da, da. like he was cool we, we chatted up and I was like I was like yeah so you out you you doing good he's like yeah man I've been out he's like and he was telling me more stuff about what happened he's like man He's like, you know, it's crazy. She would tell us when y'all was doing searches so that, you know, we could take stuff with us and hide it and shit. And I was like, that's crazy to me. Like, you know, it, it was crazy. And um, he said, too, he was just like, yeah, you left too soon. Like, you really should have just stayed. It would have been a better place with you. But like, and I was like, man, I wanted to stay, but I couldn't like. I couldn't not, you know, and he, and then the th- thing is, he's like, yeah, people didn't have your back, Miss Tucker, because you wanted us to do better. And we, and we, and you were literally probably one of few that wanted us to do better. Everybody else just liked it because it was a circus. And it literally was like, you know, so that was just, it, it, it truly was a circus. And it sucked because I could have made changes, but now they're closed down. So yeah, that that's a, it's crazy. I know that story too, so we'll get there. <laughs> but yeah, I was just shocked. I was like, "Damn, that's crazy." You know, all that happened and what what he was telling me, and I was just straight disappointed. Um, it was just crazy. 
the next question she asked me, did I keep in contact with a lot of people I afterwards when I left? Um, yeah, I did. That's how I found out a whole bunch of stuff. Um, the reason why I left, let me go there and then I'll go into the me keeping contact with people. I left because, um, one, it, there was no support. Um, the hours were stupid. I was getting paid shitty. I had four degrees at the time or three. And I was like, I have three degrees and y'all pay me like I'm chump change. You know, and I asked for a raise and the, the director, I think he was, he was like, I'm not giving you a raise. Like you knew what it was when you got here. And I'm like, but I've done A, B, C, D, F, G. Like, you know, I, I sold myself and I was, I was never missing work. I was always there. You know, even the days when I would go home and cry because I literally felt unsupported, you know, and it, it was just, it was crazy, you know, and I still came back. Like at the time I was dating a police officer and I would be telling him everybody, I just want this to be better, blah, blah. blah. And, and it was like, it was hard conversations we would have because like he's in the streets every day. He was in the streets every day and I'm inside the facility. So, you know, it was, it was a very stressful, but it, it was something I wanted to do and wanted to be around, you know, and I wanted to help make change, but you know, I quit because I just felt unsupported. Um, when one night I was hanging in the dorm with another officer and we were just talking and like, I put two and two together because what was happening was he was trying to almost proposition me, but it didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Cause I was like, all right, I'm about to head out. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, like I would say particular things because I'm not having it, you know? And then after that, things started to change. Then it's like, um, you know, again, I wasn't getting paid enough. And then I realized, hell, I can make more money doing, doing a uh, lift. And I was, I was killing lift before COVID happened. So you know, um, I just couldn't function there no more. And then, oh, this is crazy. And I'm and I'm glad I could spill this tea because that facility has been broke down. But when I told, when I went to HR and I was like, I want to have a, a meeting with the director because I feel some type of way, blah, blah, blah. She was like, cool. I said, yeah. And there's a lot of things that I just don't like right now, like that are going on. I was like, how is it that I was placed on a pod where a girl used to do fight club? And she's like, how do you know about that? I was like, I know about a lot of stuff. And then she's like, well, did you know about, she tried to play as if, she tried to play as if I was part of that. And I was like, no, I wasn't part of that. I wasn't even on that pod, you know? Then, um, when I told her, I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. I was like, because I feel like since I'm not having sex with nobody up in here, um, everybody got something to say up in here. And she's like, excuse me? I'm like, yeah. So she was so uncomfortable because come to find out she was sleeping with another guard. I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, I cannot work in a place where everybody's having sex with each other. And it's it's known. It is well freaking known that people are having sex with people. Then it's like, then people are like, oh, yeah, well, so-and-so has sex with a kid. Are you effing kidding me? Like, and that person is still, there was a girl who was having sex with a kid. Her friend, her friend was having sex with a kid. And so was she. Two different kids. But she had got fired from another facility for bringing contraband to a kid in the facility. How she get a job at the other facility? That's just, I'm just, I'm just confused. How, how did that happen? So for me, it's like the dysfunction stressed me the hell out. You know, the dysfunction, the drama, the, the, the nonsense. This, this, there's this one day they had a race with these two bigger kids. They were probably the biggest kids in the, on the campus, meaning weight wise. They were like, whoever wins gets an extra meal at dinner. 
that shit and i'm gonna emphasize shit pissed me off because i'm like you're literally cheering on kids like they're at fat camp like and i'm just sitting there like i'm like i can't even believe this is going on and the director goes oh sydney it's nothing but a little horse play <laughs> i'm like what the hell like i was so flabbergasted okay because i'm like how how is this okay you know how is this even remotely okay that you guys are literally just making fun of these kids and saying they can get more food you know so that that's another part of the reason why i left i just the disrespect the kids didn't care there was a few teachers that were bringing in contraband um one girl was a math teacher or something she was bringing in contraband to the kids and to the the bigger the the um the adult correctional facilities her ass was all over the news too like she was bringing in drugs and she the craziest this is so crazy she was the sweetest lady the sweetest young lady ever just got her teaching license she was so sweet um and now she's locked up for i think she got 20 years and it's sad, number one, because obviously they're making money off of this. Let's start with that. And and then the jobs we got, they ain't paying nothing. Not saying what she did was right. Hell no, because I feel like if a person's in a facility, we should be helping re- rehabilitate them and make them better. But let me tell y'all, there was parents at games. Like I would go to the games with the kids and chaperone because they would play rugby, soccer, whatever. There'd be parents giving the kids stuff. And I would have to watch the parents. It was so funny. Like one of the kids he was trying to stand by his dad and I was like talking, I was like standing there next to him and behind them at the same time. They kept trying to move. I was moving with them. And the kid, eventually the parent was like, oh, I heard about you, Miss Tucker, the bloodhound. I said, I'm glad you know. I'm glad you know. Because he was trying to smuggle in cigarettes for his son. And I'm like, we ain't doing that. Like, we are not doing that crap. You know, so I wish I would have stayed. I really do. But I feel like, I had to go. I had to go or I was going to slap someone. And I'm not a violent person, but like I got so pissed one time at the kids that I had to walk off my own pod because they were pissing me off. And I came back and you know, when you're so angry, you cry. I was so freaking livid with them kids. I was cussing them out. And then um, I come back on the pod and the kid goes, um, Ms. Tucker, I just, I just want to apologize because, like, you know, you do do a lot for us and you care about us. And I, I, I just, I never seen you that mad. And that kind of get terrified me. And some of the other kids didn't speak to me for, like, a week because they knew they were part of why I was so pissed off, obviously. And <laughs> one of the kids was like, oh, Ms. Tucker, you, how's your day going today? I said, oh, it's good. You know, he's like, that's good. I, I like to see you in better moods. Like, because they were terrified. I, I went the hell I got my lips scrunched again. I want to hurt You know, because they oh, they were just treacherous, you know. And it sucked because they didn't know no better. Obviously, they're young kids. They're young, dumb, and full of cum still. And they that's, that's what it is. You know, they're very immature and they want to do crazy stuff. Um, A big, big, big reason why I left as well. Um, One of the kids had an opioid issue. Um, he was in there for that and he ended up having to get surgery. I don't, I don't remember what body part, but he had to get surgery and he was in a lot of pain, nerve pain. So he was like shaking one night, just, just jacked up. He was jacked up. 
and we had called the nurse like hey like this kid is really jacked up like what should we do blah 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 they're like oh don't even worry about it. he's addicted to opioids he's pretending all that stuff i mean this kid was shaking hard and he probably was withdrawing which sucked right but it was so sad to see because they weren't doing anything about it. they didn't care they wouldn't even give him tylenol like i'm like can you give him something because he 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 had nerve damage so i don't know how deep that pain is but i'm like <laughs> i always compare stuff to period cramps like period cramps are hell so i imagine nerve pain is hell on earth too and um with that being said he he was shaking it was just so treacherous yeah so he was shaking so bad so eventually um we ended up having to take him to the nurse's office because he was it was it was so sad um i remember his name for the most part he was a really nice kid um and so the next day like we all leave like me and the two girls that helped him get to the nurses or yeah the nurse's office or whatever um the next day well we leave we like come get our stuff we're all pissed like we're all upset we're pissed at this point we're not talking to no one whatever we go home so me and the girls were in a group chat and I'm just like, I still can't believe this shit. You know, like we're going in on the group chat. So I come into work and I'm chilling, you know, I'm like, it's a brand new day. You know, I asked him how he's doing and he's like, I'm doing better. Mr. Stugger. like, thank you guys for caring about me, blah, blah, blah. We're like, yeah, of course, you know, we ain't playing these games with this facility, you know, whatever. So I get called into like the office or whatever. And I'm like they're like hey uh so we need to talk to you and i said okay like what's going on so they're like so what happened last night and i said well a kid needed medical attention and y'all didn't care about it so you know we took him to the office and the lady told us to let him you know stay up there overnight or whatever needed to be done i'm like because he was so jacked up i mean we had to dress this kid we had to put his socks his shoes his hoodie i mean he was jacked up so the dean goes, well, the police came up here last night. I said, um, what? He said, the police came up here last night because they said that we're abandoning the safety of the students at this facility. I said, um, okay. I was like, well, who called the police? They're like, well, that's what we're trying to figure out. Did you call the police? I said, um, no. Like, I was like, y'all did piss me off, but I didn't call the police. I literally went home and did my own thing. So the girls had called the police and I didn't know. They didn't tell me. They made that decision themselves because they were like they were related to each other uh, literally by blood. So they were they were like, you know, they they ended up calling the, the police. And I said, uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't call anybody like. I literally let it go. I, I was pissed off at y'all, but whatever. I, we got him to where he needed to be. So they were on our heads after that. Like they were so disrespectful to us. They. They treated us bad all the time, like, and so for me, I just said, you know, I just really can't be in a facility like this. Like, I can't, I just can't work with people like this, you know? It, it just, it kills me because they really don't care about the kids. Like, they never cared about the kids. They are there to get a paycheck, you know? Um, They really are. And it was sad. Um... But yeah, so going back to the original question, like, do I talk to people after? Yeah, so this one dude I was really cool with, like, me, and then like, I was cool with him and, like, a bun like a few other uh, girls there and whatnot, and um, it was cool. So, this is crazy. So, I get a call, like, from the detention room one day, 
And my friend, not going to say he or she, but my friend was like, uh, someone wants to talk to you. So I was like, all right, cool. And so I'm, I get on the phone. And I'm like, yo, hello. It was one of the kids. And he's like, yo, what's up, Miss Tugger? How you doing? You know, da, da, da. And I said, I'm good. I'm good. You know, because he was acting an ass. Mind you, he has he had like three kids um, young, which is crazy. A lot of them had kids. Crazy. Um, but he was super young, dude. But he was I was always like a pretty much a mentor to him. And I he was really had a lot of anger problems. But I was able to help him like learn how to direct his anger into um, his music because he wants to do music or write or whatever. So he called me. He's like, yeah, I've been messing up, Miss Tucker. You know, why'd you leave? And I said, because I'm sick of everybody's shit. Like, I just was telling him, like, the real, real, you know. And so he's like, yeah, like, you know, it ain't the same with you he, with, with you not being here. Like, people don't care about us. And I said, you know, I'm so sorry that I left you. I said, but let me tell you something. I said, you can call me anytime you want, you know. And what I hated, too, was that they told us that we couldn't talk to the kids um, after until five years after the facility, uh, after we had... um the kids got out or we quit our job or something like that. And I felt like it was wrong because I like some of them kids, man. And I can't wait to write my book um, about a lot of other things that I want to address um, with all of this. But some of them kids have nobody, you know, and once you read my book and I get deeper into the stories, like you're going to know more in depth of what like some of these kids went through in the facility. Um, But, you know, it was crazy. So so then like the person who i worked with on the pod he hit me up like yo tuck like you didn't tell me you quit man what the fuck like he was going in and me and him are still cool to this day like we talk occasionally but not that much and um he was so pissed he's like how come you didn't tell me man i just broke down and i told him what happened like i told him everything i uh oh um i was like you know i'm sick of this facility then when the whole hr situation when I went to talk to the dean, they had old boy, the light skinned boy with the dreads, who I couldn't stand in there. And he's like, he didn't, didn't, he never take accountable for shit. He was supposed to be at work one day, um, because we were short staffed. Tell me why he was on Snapchat in the gym with his friends, like, oh yeah, I'm working now, trying to get my my swole on. But he was supposed to be at the facility with us helping us work, and he was literally at the gym because he has another business, and he was at the gym working out with his buddies. So he never took, he never held himself accountable. So I told him about that. Then um, he was like, yeah, he's like, I don't, he's like, I don't even know who I want to work with no more. Like, you know, it was crazy. He was like, I'm trying to be done too. Eventually he quit. Um, And so it was crazy. So that, I think Friday or something, my old boy calls me again. He's like, oh, Tuck, you won't believe this shit. And I'm like, what? What's going on, bro? Like, you know, he's like, man, he's like, the kids rioted. And I was like, what? He said, it was so freaking crazy. He's like, first of all, they didn't get him no help on the pod. So they didn't even replace me. They didn't they didn't help or nothing. So they didn't help him at all. Get him no help. So he's doing the pod by himself. And there's probably, I'm trying to think, one, two, three. There's about four rooms. And occasionally it was about, there was four bunks in each room. But, oh no, there was four rooms on one side, four rooms on the other side. So eight rooms with four bunks and some of them were completely full so the rooms i'm saying so it was like um the room was i'm like you got one officer for like 20 kids so he said they rioted they tried to jump on him um all kinds of shit happened so one of the 
So then I, I asked my other boy, like, what the hell happened? You know, like, you know, because he was telling me some of the deeds and all that. And, and he said one of the kids said they was riding because they're sick of them treating sh- people that are good staff wrong. And I was like, you got to be lying. He said, yeah. One of the kids said they ride in your name. I said, oh, hell no. I said, uh-uh. You better correct that shit because you ain't about to have me going to jail, you know, or becoming Donald Trump Jr. Like, we're going to go to the Capitol and run it up. Like, nah, we ain't doing none of that. You know what I'm saying? So the kids were so pissed that I quit that, you know, they freaking rioted. And it wasn't all because of me as well. Like, he was, my my other guy was saying, my other homie, he was like, yeah, you know, they, they're sick of this shit. Like, there was days again another reason why i quit that these kids didn't have deodorant i had to go buy stuff and um they didn't have toothpaste and i had to buy stuff like i did i mean i kind of overstepped with certain things but i'm like you need to you need to shower like these kids some of these kids was musty i needed to help them out and i would tell them too that's that's the one thing i miss is like just joking around with them and cracking up because they'll be like oh miss tucker like one kid was like I'm about to get out, Miss Tucker. You know I'm 18. I said, Ann, you can't even spell bitch right when you write your letters. And he was like, dang, Miss Tucker, you gonna dog me like that? I said, yeah. He's like, you won't let me take you out on a date? I said, nah, that's inappropriate. Mm-mm. He's like, why not? Why ain't you gonna let me why ain't you gonna let me take care of you, girl? I'm I'm a grown ass man. I said, spell grown ass man. It was, I mean, I would be clowning them kids. Like it was it <laughs> but it was fun. Because they would joke back, you know, and they would be like, they would try though, they would, and that's how they got old girl, you know, now she's a sex offender, and that sucks because it's like, now you're a sex offender, and you, you, and you're, and she was 22 at the time, like she, and I guess that wasn't the only kid she helped escape either, I found that out, so, you know, it was, long story short, I did enjoy talking to people still, because I got the tea, I love the tea, I love to hear what kept going on and stuff. And then, um, you know, fast forward. Oh, and some of the kids did find me on like social media and stuff and asked to be my friend. And I, um, a part of me didn't care, you know, um, there's a kid I'm writing about in my story and I'm changing everything, but his story is very deep. And the reason why I went against not helping these kids after they get out is because of this particular story, which, um, I'm still trying to figure out when the book's coming out because baby's coming soon. And, you know, um, we got a lot to do and we got a, you know, a, a fur baby who's a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. So, but yeah, I can't wait to reveal this, um, book to you guys and you guys understand the stuff that I went through and some of the stuff the kids went through and their lives and stuff like that. So yeah, um, let me tell you, working at Corrections is lit. Like it was challenging because you have to be confident. You have to hold your own. But man, it was lit. All right, she said she has this last question and she's typing it. What advice do you have for people who are going to work with youth or work in corrections? Um, My advice is to really think about if you want to work there. And if you're mentally strong enough, because like I said, there were days when I would cry on the phone with the person I was with who was a cop. And, and some of the responses were really... Some of them were kind of tough, but they were they made sense because it's like I have to man up to work in a place like this because it's literally fight or flight. And I had to separate work from home. And there was times where it was hard to do that because I wanted to 
I cared about these kids so much, but I realized they had to care about themselves. And you can care about anybody, and that's just in, in your whole life, not just being a correctional officer or working in corrections. Um, you really have to mentally not take it on and understand that if this person don't want to help themselves, what 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 good are you doing helping? Because it doesn't matter what you do. You know, it doesn't matter how much you love them, how much you... Uh, want to make them better there they have to want to better themselves and if they don't it, it is their problem not yours does it hurt heck yeah it hurts it hurt me all the time to see how them kids were treated it hurt me when their parents would come and visit them um and that's going to be in the book as well you know so it definitely is an eye-opener like you have to really i mean you they, they pay good now because they need a lot of officers like they're so short-staffed um but mentally mentally you need to prepare and mentally you need to think like is this job for me and I worked with kids because I felt like I I really have a good grasp on working with kids and I worked with kids last summer as well um who were city kids and I mean the conversations they had I've had with them are really just it's really eye-opening to see how kids are nowadays from when I was growing up they weren't talking about the things these kids are talking about now so um it's really it's eye-opening like you have to um you have to be ready to you have to be ready literally you have to be ready for everything the words the derogatory terms like when the kids would call me a bitch I would tell them call me miss bitch like I was I had to have thick skin and and I never threw in their face like oh I'm going home at the end of the night mentally hell yeah because I want to, like I said, some days I want to slap the shit out of these kids because how disrespectful they were. But then you have to think the environment they're in. Then if you meet their parents, how their parents are and why they are the way they are. Like, there's so many aspects to becoming someone who's going to be taking care of someone in that setting. And it's freaking lit. My sister was a correctional officer in the women's prison. And the stories she told me were freaking crazy. I, The blessing is she has that. She has the tough skin for that. She, she an OG. Like... You know, when when any of my siblings and I, we get into some hoorah. Yeah, our parents, we don't want our parents to be mad. But our, my sister, like, she don't play that, you know. So it's like she has that skin. I, I don't know if I could work in an adult facility just because it's common sense for me. Like, if you don't know common sense, then I can't rock. Like, you know, that that's just how I am. So when it comes to kids, they're still immature. You know that they're immature and they need help. They need guidance. So that to me was easier because I'm like... I'm not necessarily going to take this to heart, but kids also know that people fail them. So that's another thing I dealt with. Like the kids were like, oh yeah, you know, cause they would ask me questions like, what did you do if you won the lottery? And I said, well, one, I'd probably buy this facility and make it better. And they're like, ah, oh, Miss Tucker, you shit, you probably leave and never come back. I said, yeah, I'd leave and do a few things. I said, but let me tell you something. I would love to make this facility better because it's trash. I'm like, and y'all sitting here, dealing with particular things because of this facility and the failure of this facility and it ain't that they their fault it's the system you know so my like again my, like I said my advice is just really think about what you want to do and if you're passionate about it sometimes your passion really crushes you because you're the only one that wants to do it as hard as others right like there was programs I wanted them to create in the sit because they would ask us like, what do you guys think we should do better for the kids? And I would say things and then they would never do them. And 
it just pissed me off because it's like, why are you asking for our advice? You ain't going to do nothing. You know, like hell, like my job, you know, um, I'm not going to say which job it is, but it's like they've asked for suggestions and I've given them, but they don't even comply with it. They're just like, ah, whatever. We don't care what you got to say. We're just here to pretend that you're important. And it's like, and that's why so many people have, are entrepreneurs now because they're like, I'm not about to be dealing with this nonsense. I'd rather have my own job where I can make changes and it makes sense, you know? So always think about it. And then be smart, yo. Do, there are so many freaking stories that I've heard about correctional officers sleeping with inmates and sleeping with kids. And now they're sex offenders. And when I, I don't know what the charge is for if you're sleeping with someone in the big house, but your whole life is going to be done. Like, there's a lot of pepe and pun pun in the world. You don't need to have sex with someone who's incarcerated. Mind you, that show, Life After Lockup or Life In Lockup, whatever it's called, I be cracking up because I'm like, this can't be serious. But it literally is. People, and, and I can't talk so because a lot of people don't have confidence and they've been bullied and then they find someone in jail who they've been with forever. But... Or there's some people that literally find true love, right? Because you can find true love anywhere. But I'm just like, don't do dumb stuff. Don't, don't, don't sneak in no damn contraband. Don't do nothing that's going to ruin your life. Because let me tell you something. It'll be that one day when you be like, nah, I'm not going to deliver your drugs. And then the whole facility going to know who the one that bringing in the contraband. And then it's going to be worse because then they're going to start investigating you. Then they're going to start watching you. And then the crazy thing is what they do is um, they build a case on you. They ain't going to be like, oh, yeah, she did it once. We're going to get her. Nah, they going to wait until you done brought in contraband for 10 months. And then they're going to get you with the highest charges they can because they're building an investigation on you. Like they, they are paying attention. So it's like, don't be dumb. There's a lot of good looking people on this run. There's a lot of good looking people in jail. But let me tell you something. I'm a good looking person, but I don't look good in jail. OK, not me, girl. Uh-uh. Not me. So. <laughs> you know like it's a fun job if you like adventure every day and you also got to be ready to restrain someone because um that's you have to do that for your safety like there's been a lot of officers that have been killed or stabbed or you know um because of the fact that they did not um mentally hold themselves high as they you know the confidence level i would say so you have to just you got to just be careful man if you're going to go for it, go for it. And that's the thing, too. If you're out and you're about to get robbed and you feel like you might run or stab somebody, do it. Don't second think because or second guess yourself because then you could end up, you know, putting yourself in danger or something bad could happen. Um, you know what I'm saying? So you just got to go forth with it. And the last question she says is, would I be a correctional officer again? I mean, I think I would to a point, but... I really like working from home, <laughs> so that's cool. Um, and the bigger project that I have come in for myself to become an entrepreneur and to work for myself, I'm definitely putting that in the works. So I'm still going to have the ability to work with kids and, you know, fulfill my gifts and all that good stuff. But at the moment, like, I don't know if I would want to work back in corrections, but I wouldn't mind. Like, hell, if they were paying like $50 an hour, I'm in there, you know. Um, but the good thing is, yeah, if the money is good, I'm there to help the kids. I'm not there to just get the money. So, but yeah, I definitely would roll back in there if the price was right. And if they have free daycare, because now that I'm about to be a mom, like, 
uh, daycare ain't cheap, okay? And all the stuff my friends be telling me, I be like, oh, Lord. That's why I, yeah, I feel a certain way about the U.S. of A., but I ain't going to get into that. That's another podcast for another day. But, yeah, thank you so much for asking the questions live. This was cool. Um, And, yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening and tuning in. And once I announce my book launching and all that, I'll let you guys know where you can get it at and all of those things. I'm still trying to buffer out the logistics of it and everything. So, yeah, I appreciate you guys for tuning in and catch you next time.